Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Presented by Corona Premier. With only 2.6 carbs and just 90 calories, it's the light beer you've been waiting for. Also presented by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. And by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Now, here's Darren Pritchett. Well, good morning again, everyone. Darren Pritchett, the golf show presented by Michelob Ultra. On your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app. Well, it's been a warm one this week. Golf courses are still full of golfers. It is amazing post-COVID the number of people that have picked up the game of golf or maybe had not played in a few years and now we're playing once again. You go back to the COVID era, I guess we could call it. The only thing you could really do was go outside and have some fun playing golf. And the game of golf has really been sparked by that unfortunate pandemic. But people are out playing golf like crazy during the week. Weekends, golf courses are full in our parts, including at Blackthorn Golf Club out by the airport here in South Bend. And the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club, Tim Firestone, will join me in the next segment here on WSBT Radio. Let's spend a couple of moments on what we witnessed last weekend at Los Angeles Country Club in Los Angeles, California, the 123rd playing of the United States Open Golf Championship. When I last talked to you on Saturday, we had gone through a Thursday and a Friday. For the most part, the marine layer was the major storyline. The golf course was playing very, very soft. There was no wind. Now, late Friday, that afternoon wave had to deal with a little more wind and the sun coming out. But for the most part, very, very nice scoring t- conditions on the opening two days of our national championship. Now, over the weekend, there were still some really, really good scores The USGA toughened up the golf course. They lengthened it. We mentioned last Saturday that they double-cut the greens, rolled them very limited water. They wanted to get back to firm and fast, which is a big-time ingredient in the setup of a U.S. Open. But on Sunday, you had that marine layer hanging around, and some of the early players out of the golf course put up some big-time scores, including Tommy Fleetwood, who started – the fourth round at plus two, but he carded a seven under par 63 and had a short putt for 62 on the 18th green that he missed, but settled for a 63. That's the second time he shot a 63 in U.S. Open competition. Fleetwood bolted up the leaderboard and finished in a tie for fifth place, five shots behind the winner and a first-time major champion in Wyndham Clark from Denver, Colorado. It's really interesting to realize that Clark, in his previous majors, the best finish for the 29-year-old was a tie for 75th. Now, within the last month, 
He won the Wells Fargo for his first PGA Tour championship. This guy had a great resume in college playing at Oklahoma State and one year at Oregon, but just had never been able to put it together. But maybe that win at the Wells Fargo set up what we saw this weekend as Clark started fast with a six under par 64, followed that up in the second round with a three under par 67, another round in the 60s during the third round last Saturday. He carded a one under par 69 and then held it together on the backside of Sunday's fourth round as he posted an even par 70 which is just fine because Rory McIlroy, who finished second one shot back, shot 70. Scotty Scheffler, three shots behind Clark, he shot 70. And Ricky Fowler, who was tied with Clark going into the fourth round, just couldn't keep his great play going as he shot a 75 on Sunday, five over par to finish, five shots off the pace at minus five. There were numerous times on the back nine where it seemed like Clark was going to fall apart, and Rory McIlroy was going to pounce on the struggles of Clark and win his first major in nine years. But Clark, many times on the backside, leaking oil, but would hit a key shot to recover and keep himself in the lead. He never gave up that lead to Rory McIlroy, even with back-to-back bogeys. He had to go through 16, 17, and 18, three very difficult and long par fours, and he parred all three in order to win by one shot. Now, it was interesting. The 18th fairway at L.A. Country Club is one of the widest you will see in U.S. Open play, and Clark hit a big-time banana slice, but it still found the fairway. Now, many would argue if it's a tighter fairway, he may not attack that shot with the same... I guess, force and trying to hammer that ball down there, knowing there was a wide landing area. But it looked like a Sunday golfer slice. Got it on the green from there and two-putted from 60 feet to win his first major championship. So, Clark, great job by the 29-year-old, getting the job done, being chased by some of the best players in the world, McElroy, Scheffler, and live golfer and defending Open champion Cameron Smith, who very quietly went 69, 67, 71, 67. He finished at minus six, fourth place, four shots behind Wyndham Clark. But McElroy is still a major storyline, even though he finished in second place. McElroy, who won those four majors in his first 25 starts, now it's been over 30 starts since he has won his major. We were thinking he might win double-digit majors by the time his career was over. But now McElroy in his 30s, he is still stuck on four majors. His first was the U.S. Open at Congressional in Washington, D.C. in 2011. McElroy had a near miss at the Open Championship last July at St. Andrews, tied for the lead, was up four shots on the rest of the field, and Cameron Smith got by him to win the championship, while McElroy played great golf. He had every green, but he just could not make a putt and did not come through at St. Andrews. And a very similar story last weekend at L.A. Country Club. I thought in the fourth round that McElroy hit the ball better than Clark did. McElroy was doing a great job. Greens and regulations. He was number one 
during the U.S. Open all week in greens and regulation. Normally that means you're going to win the U.S. Open. In fact, McElroy, his 900 par 271 is the lowest score ever in the 123-year history of the U.S. Open to not win the championship. So very frustrating for McElroy. Played well enough to win, but unfortunately the putter let him down once again, and he had to settle for second place. And then you look at Scotty Scheffler, who probably didn't have his A game, but you look up, and he shoots three rounds in the 60s and an even par 70 on Sunday to finish at minus seven. For John Rahm, the Masters champion, had a rough second round, could never really recover, 69, 73, 70, but a very nice 500 par 65 during the fourth round. And despite not having his A game, John Rahm finished in a tie for 10th at minus three. Brooks Kepka, who won the PGA Championship, he's won the U.S. Open twice, just couldn't get anything going. He said he wasn't a big fan of the golf course. Kepka probably didn't have his best stuff, but you look up and look at what he posts. 71, 69, 70, 69, a one under par, 279, finishes in a tie for 17th, and he is in a tie with last year's U.S. Open champion, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who had a hole-in-one during the week, but finished at minus one, nine shots off the pace. So another major championship is in the books. L.A. Country Club comes back into the rotation in 2039. It was a fun golf course. I enjoyed watching the players play it. USGA has to do something. You need more electric crowds with over 20,000 in the hospitality tents and around 9,000 general admission. That's why it seemed very quiet at times. You didn't see a lot of people walking around where normally the U.S. Open is packed with individuals on every fairway. was not the case. Now, I don't know if that was a Los Angeles Country Club request. I can't imagine that's the case, but it was sometimes an eerily quiet crowd at the U.S. Open, and you think about electricity when big shots are were hit in years past, but it wasn't the case at L.A. Country Club. Well, next year, the U.S. Open goes back to a favorite, Pinehurst number 2, in North Carolina for the 124th playing of the U.S. Open. So next up, we've got Royal Liverpool, the site of the Open Championship, coming up next month. Cameron Smith is the defending champion and another chance for McElroy to break through and win that elusive fifth major. And don't forget, later on this year, we've got the Ryder Cup as the U.S. team will look to go over to Europe and do something they normally don't do. That's win the cup on European soil. And right now, you've got some really outstanding golfers on the outside looking in. They would have to be captain picks, and that's like Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas is a guy like Wyndham Clark has pushed his way into the top six, along with guys like Homa, Scheffler, and Kepka. I'm going to bring aboard Blackthorn Golf Club owner Tim Firestone to get his thoughts on the U.S. Open. That comes your way next on The Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT South Bend. The Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, continues. Good morning. I'm Darren Pritchett. Let's roll on with our U.S. Open recap. I now bring into the conversation former co-host on The Golf Show. He's the owner at Blackthorn Golf Club, Tim Firestone. 
At first, I'd like to get your initial thoughts. First time seeing Los Angeles Country Club on television, this exclusive club out in downtown L.A. It was kind of a, a secret, I guess, to a lot of golfers. What were your impressions of seeing it for the first time? Well, yeah, I'm the same way, to be honest with you. I had never heard of the golf course. Um, and from someone being in the golf business for, you know, 30 years like I have, to not hear of a course that they're playing, you know, U.S. Open on was was shocking. And then started hearing and watching some of the, you know, uh, pre-coverage, uh, you know, before the tournament. And I was uh, super excited going into it to watch it and look unique and, I think it's uh, it looks like just like a fun to play, um, you know, with the different shots and the different holes and, and where you can hit it. Um, and uh, I think, you know, overall, the weather really was the difference, Darren. I think that if they had wind and it was they would have got it as firm as they wanted to, you would have seen a lot different golf course and a lot of different scores. Well, just using Ricky Fowler as an example, he was a part of that historic Thursday in the first round, shooting that 8-under par 62. Xander Shoffley matched it 30 minutes later, but you look at Ricky in the first round, he was 8-under par. The other 54 holes, he was over par by a couple of strokes, and I just think that marine layer kept the golf course so soft, Tim, that if you give these pros no wind and soft conditions even the usga cannot put up a defense to those type of elements that they had to deal with on thursday i think that's exactly right and the greens were as pure as you're going to see so those guys put the ball you saw the putts that uh, ricky was making um, on the first day and 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 xander i mean my gosh I, i don't know how many feet of putts they made but the greens were pure, receptive. Um, the fairways were a little, I think, softer than uh, than they had thought they were going to be, and it kept the ball in the fairway a lot more because if you roll just a foot off those fairways, it's a completely different, uh, you know, uh, score for the hole you're going to make. It's definitely a half shot more in some of those areas. But, um, yeah, I just think that's really what it came down to is, is that, you know, that marine layer and keeping it just a, a little softer than they probably – thought but uh again uh really cool golf course need to see all the homes around it need to see a golf course we haven't seen before um reading comments and and even i guess during the, the tournament uh, kepka uh was not a big fan but i don't think overall the guys were huge fans of the golf course but from a spectator standpoint i thought it was pretty cool Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn, my guest, recapping the U.S. Open. The one thing that I really liked about Los Angeles Country Club were the par threes. First of all, all five par threes were set up in different directions, so you got a different wind angle on all five of the par threes. And I love the fact you had a couple of very long par threes, including one of them played 299, although it was downhill and downwind, so that helped. They were hit, still hitting four irons into that hole. But then you had an 81-yard par three. So I really liked the ability to throw some different par threes at the golfers. It wasn't just the same shot every time. No, I think it, it was neat. It was uh, definitely not your traditional, you know, whether it's wing foot or, you know, ball to straw or some of the other places that you see where, 
you're going to have your par threes between, you know, 160 and 200 yards. Um, so it was a, a lot different look, and they had to hit all the different clubs in the bag. And, uh, I mean, 81-yard hole, think about that. And then look how difficult it really was. I mean, I know we had a few hole ones, but if you didn't hit in the right spot, you had no chance. Tim, you look at Ricky Fowler. He described himself as being lost back in November. He went back to his old golf coach, Butch Harmon. And Ricky put together a terrific week. I know he's disappointed. Anytime you lead going into the fourth round of a major, you don't win, you're going to be unhappy. But if there's one person to walk away from last week feeling really good about themselves, it's got to be Ricky, Tim, because this was a guy that was has been really off the radar for some time. He's played in only three majors in the last four years. Yeah, I mean, and he's been playing good all year. He is really, he's ready to win. Um, He seems so calm, cool, collected. He seems like he has the right attitude to win majors. Um, And I guarantee you, if he would reverse his rounds and he would have finished with the 63 yesterday and finished where he finished, um, we'd be talking even a lot more about it. Um, but man, he just hit the ball so good and he's always been a great putter, but he, you know, he's got a different putter now. I saw these using this year. Um, and again, that's just golf, man. I mean, it's just a a little bit of a timing issue. I mean, you're just not, just not quite sharp and that's the difference. Um, and for him, unfortunately, he didn't have uh, the A game and either did Rory to anybody to really, uh, catch uh, Wyndham uh, Clark, and you know it's unfortunate. No offense to Wyndham Clark, but I think there's a lot of golf fans that would have loved to see Rory or uh, or Ricky win. Um, I know I was one of them. Rory is a guy that is coming close. You know, he had those four major wins in his first 25 starts, and you're thinking, how many is he going to win? He has not won in nine years, and he has come close including at the Open Championship last year at St. Andrews. And here he was coming down the stretch, Tim, with a great chance to win the U.S. Open for the first time since 2011 when he won at Congressional. But he comes up one shot short, and it felt like a similar story to St. Andrews where the putter might have been the difference of Rory winning and losing a major championship. Yeah, I mean, I think... Rory is a great player. He's probably the most gifted ball striker definitely in the last, you know, 10 years. I mean, the, the way he drives the golf ball and, and how high he hits his irons, and he's in, an incredible talent. But what he's missing that the super greats had, you know, the Arnies, the Jacks, the Tigers, is the ability to make a putt when you have to. And Rory has not shown that, and that's why it's been nine years since he's won a major. It's not because of his ball striking. You know what I mean? He's, he's been right there in the mix, and he just can't get the ball in the hole. It's not that he's hitting bad putts. I don't know if you – I mean, the putts he missed, those guys, when they miss a putt, they're missing it by a quarter or half an inch. Yeah. It's not like they're hitting bad putts like you and me out there. I mean, they're scaring the hole. But still, you got to find a way to get in the hole, and unfortunately Rory hasn't been able to do that in his career to, to make putts when he had to. How in the world does he flight the golf ball so high? I mean, it brings rain, Tim, when he hits the driver. Well, he generates so much club head speed. That's the first and the most important part. 
Um, but just the way that uh, his swing and uh, that he's got it dialed in with swinging up on that driver and creating that high kind of knuckleball with not much uh, spin rate on it, the ball just starts high, goes high, stays high, and hmm. flies a mile. I mean, he's flying it. 310 320 yards flying at that far so it's just incredible what he's able to do and how much clubhead speed he can generate the owner of blackthorn golf club tim firestone my guest here on wsbt radio well for those of us that are kind of sunday hackers it's kind of nice to see a major champion go to a guy that you know will move the golf ball from left to right although his shot on the 72nd hole that might have been a banana slice and he might have been fortunate yeah. that it was the widest fairway you could possibly have in a US Open but Wyndham Clark with that power fade and and uses the cut so well Tim it's hard to imagine he had not won until just about a month ago at the Wells Fargo this was a talented NCAA golfer at Oklahoma State one year at Oregon I know they documented during the broadcast last weekend that his mother uh, tragically passed away, I believe, from cancer. And he was having a lot of issues just dealing with everyday life. And now here he is on top of the golf world. And he was pretty mentally strong, Tim, coming down the stretch. It seemed like the wheels were going to fall off a couple of times on the back nine, but he always seemed to make a very important shot to save the day. Yeah, I was uh, very impressed. I, I had not really heard a bunch about him other than he is one of the longest hitters on tour. I mean, he smashes it as well. Some of those drives he hit, I think, was on 16 or 17. I mean, he had like 80 yards in or something. I mean, he just pounds the ball. Um, but his poise, and I think he said it, he wanted to play kind of cocky. He wanted to play confident. Um, and... You know, I think that attitude and that, and you know, his mindset was exactly what you had to do to win. And uh, he had a bad shot; he didn't let it affect him. I mean, some of the up and down he made there on 14 or 15, and some of the shots were incredible. Maybe some of it's a little bit of luck and timing, but at the end of the day, he was composed, and he is a really gifted ball striker. This is going to be a little nitpicky, Tim, and I'll admit it before I make this next statement. But I like the fact the Live Golfers are playing in a major. There are players from Live Golf that I want to see once again on the PGA Tour, like Brooks Kepka and, and Cam Smith. And those were two guys that did not wear their Live Golf team shirts and hats during the U.S. Open. <laughs> but you saw Sergio and Mickelson and even DJ, they had their Live Golf team logos on. I thought it was a little childish, but then I thought to myself, I don't think they have any sponsors anymore. So if they don't wear their team gear, I'm not sure what they're going to wear. I think you hit it on the head. Uh, when I saw DJ's logo, I was like, what is this? Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, that's his. Because I think everybody else they've parted ways with maybe. So um, I think that he had no other choice. But, um, I mean, let's face it. There's really only three guys we care about on that tour, right? Let's, I mean, if we're really being honest, is Kepka, him, and and uh, Cameron and Smith. Cam Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than that, uh, Phil's done. You know, I just can't even stand watching him anymore. It's just, you know, um, I just, uh, I don't know. But 
I'm a big Cam Smith fan. I think he's handled the whole thing really well. I think he's he says he hasn't regretted the decision, but now I think all of them are in limbo and who made the right decision. I did see a lot of uh, smirky comments from Kepka about uh, when he left the media tent, how he'll see everybody next week at the Travelers. Uh, that was pretty funny. So uh, I don't, who knows what's going to happen? Um, you know, they're I, the guys are making some comments how they've been assured the live tour is going to keep going on. I don't see why or how that would even make sense um, to keep that going, to be honest. You know, um, but who knows? And um, it's going to be really interesting to see how all this pans out um, through the next few months here. My thanks to Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club in South Bend. For more information on Blackthorn or to get a tee time, 574-232-GOLF or go to blackthorngolf.com. The Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra continues next on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And that's going to wrap up this week's Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra. My thanks to Blackthorn owner Tim Firestone for joining the program to recap the U.S. Open. The golf season moves fast, even though we have plenty of time left this year to get in plenty of golf. The final installment of the golf show presented by Michelob Ultra for this season comes your way next week, and we'll dig a little deeper into the Ryder Cup standings right now, which are quite fascinating considering who's in and who would have to be picked for the American squad at this time. So we'll get to that next week. Enjoy your golf this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Darren Pritchett. Next time I'll speak with you, Monday's Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat from 5 to 7 on Sports Radio 960 WSBT South Bend. This has been the Corona Premier Golf Show, presented by Corona Premier, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Also brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing, and by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Hear the Corona Premier Golf Show every Saturday morning at 8 or catch the podcast at WSBTRadio.com or on the WSBT Radio app. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 